Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 13th, Friday the, Friday the 13th of 2023. I almost said 2022. Happy, glorious, beautiful, wonderful, delicious Friday to you. Ooh, I love weekends. And I love doing the curse show at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast and DerekHunter.locals.com, which will be live tonight at 12.01. AM, the week in F and review the news discussed the way it deserves to be. I suspect, I don't know, because who knows what comes out of my mouth. It will be a heavily featured uh, Joe Biden's document issue. Yeah, I think the hypocrisy might be explored a little bit. Plus all sorts of other rants if something ticks me off between now and then. Also go there to enter the contest. So uh, for the signed books, either me or Mike Lee. So uh, do that. All sorts of things happening over there. Appreciate the support. Love the support. Thank you. And keep spreading the word to your friends. Let them know about the show in general, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and share it with them. Punch them in the face if they won't listen. No, I'm just, well, maybe. No, I'm kidding. No lawsuits. Lawyers. Anyway, let's start the show so we can start our weekend, shall we? There is, of course, a lot going on in the world that we shall endeavor to cover as much of it as humanly possible. And we shall start with the latest revelations about our... Apparently we have a... Uh, well, you have to think of all the, uh, shall we say, superlatives that our little lefty friends used to describe President Trump. Every single one of them. They all now apply to Joe Biden. He reckless. He is. Uh, he was damaging to national security. He didn't give a damn about this country. Say, all of those things now apply to Joe Biden, right? It's kind of funny because today and uh, Morning Joe, I didn't even waste time getting this audio. There's some reporter out there. For, uh, I think it was the New York Times. Of course, they've got a book out about Donald Trump and how big of a monster Donald Trump is. Everybody, it's amazing to me that, you know, you could find anything new to report about Donald Trump at this point, doesn't it? It's the one time in the last, I don't know, 15 years that anybody with a press pass did anything close to journalism, Right. They 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 looked into every nook and cranny related to Donald Trump, everything they could get their hands on. A guy named Mike Michael Schmidt has a new book out, or it's a new paperback version of it. And of course, when you when you do a paperback version of a book, you're expected to because what's the point of putting this exact same version out? You want to try and get a couple of suckers who bought the first one. Uh, to come out and do another one. And like, oh, there's new information in this one. So you add like a new... Now with new chapters, you see this on on uh, paperbacks all the time. Now with new chapters. Like, oh, new chapters. But it must have gotten new information. Realistically, they don't have any new information. But this guy, uh, Mike Schmidt, Michael Schmidt, I went to school actually, I think with two people named Mike Schmidt. Michael Schmidt, he added new details to his book, 
and Donald Trump versus the United States. Now, what's amazing to me is these details are not new in the sense that they've happened since the book was published. They're new to his book, which to my mind means that one of two things. He's making it up. No, there's nothing that nothing bad about Donald Trump even made up that some leftist hasn't reported already. Or he had this when he wrote the book the first time and his publisher said, you don't really have this story. You don't really you haven't nailed it. You're not. I don't know. We don't feel comfortable running this. And so they uh, they didn't include it in the first time. And then they said, well, the hell, we lowered the standards. we got to move some paperback copies. Let's, let's just do it. That's what I suspect happened. But it involves Donald Trump saying horrible things about soldiers who were killed and or injured in combat. Why the blank do you think they're heroes? They're losers, Donald Trump is alleged to have said. On multiple occasions, which is wildly stupid. Does anybody honestly believe this? Anybody, you want to you tell me horrible things about any politician, any political candidate? I'm inclined to believe you. But some things are just so unbelievably stupid that you sit there and you go, who's dumb enough to believe this? Well, of course, over at MSNBC, they spent a half an hour on this book talking about, oh, my God, can you believe that Donald Trump, he really, really hates soldiers. This is all predicated upon, you can always trace these sorts of things back to one thing that, that is based in truth, right? And what is it? It was the swipe Donald Trump took at John McCain after John McCain took a swipe at, uh, at Donald Trump. Donald, I don't know what John McCain said about Trump. Who cares? Doesn't matter. McCain is gone. But Trump's response was something along the lines of, ah, I don't really care. Everybody thinks he's a war hero. Uh, I prefer war hero. He was captured. War hero because he was captured. I prefer my heroes not to be captured or something like that. It was a snarky comment. Probably would have been a better life for Donald Trump had he not made it. But whatever. That's his style. That's what he does. I was that way in high school. I probably would have said something very similar, but I'm not in high school anymore. But that's beside the point. That's Trump's brand. That's Trump's shtick. Ever since then, the lefty media said, well, anything Donald Trump, Donald Trump hates soldiers. Let's just, whatever it is, let's just spread lies. And because he has to, if somebody tells you Donald Trump, Donald Trump literally walks past the Marines outside of Marine One when he comes down that helicopter and goes up in that helicopter and he He's mumbling under his breath, you rooting to hate you. Spits at them sometimes. Now, you'd say that, and you're like, that's wildly stupid. What kind of adult would do that? None comes to mind. None. But there would be somebody, probably from the Atlantic or the New York Times, who'd go, all right, well, so they spit. Does he, does he make sure to drink milk before he spits so it's extra stringy? Does like, what? What kind of details can you give us? And they would run with it and they'd be on Morning Joe the next day talking about their six-figure book deal and how they have this new shocking evidence against Donald John Trump. It is, I can't see, I can't even say it's shocking at this point anymore. It's not even surprising. It's not even remotely interesting. Like what kind of, liber- even if, let's just play the game for a second. Let's game this out. 
If you're a leftist who believes in all of this crap, everything negative said about Donald Trump, you're in. You you have a Rachel Maddow tattoo right above, right on your heart, right on your chest, as well as uh, the Rachel Maddow, Maddow show tramp stamp. You're so dedicated to the cause. You think Joy Reid is a wonderful human being who loves everybody equally. You're that stupid. At a certain point, don't you reach saturation? You're like, okay, I enough or what? There's some Donald Trump left office like two years ago. Okay, is there nothing that's happened in the ensuing two years that's worth talking about? Is there nothing? Nothing. Well, it's at a certain point. If you ousted Hitler in the midst of his plans to steal everything and kill everybody and destroy everything, at some point you should find some evidence since you now control all the levers of power and have access to everything, literally everything. If there were anything indicating that Donald Trump was secretly meeting with Russians, Chinese, Ukrainians, whoever you got, uh, or major industries and saying, you know what, I can't wait to sell you our U.S. policy. I'm going to totally sell you our U.S. policy. You just make sure, here's my Swiss bank account. At some point, you'd find that and go, well, we need to charge this guy, right? We need to charge this guy. We have to. If he's, If Donald Trump were one-tenth the monster these leftists portray him as at some point you find the the pile of bodies the fingerprints all over the murder weapon or the money the the wire transfers or something all up for four years every transaction that donald trump conducted what ran through government servers ran through government servers where at least half of the government employees probably more hated the guy Hated the guy. So they would have been combing through these things and said, wait a second. He keeps on sending out this Swiss bank account number to people with IP addresses over in uh, Saudi Arabia. That might be something we'd want to flag for future use. But no, nothing, nothing at all. So it's kind of telling, don't you think? But there's still... To this day, and you got to give them credit for consistency, I suppose. It's the only thing on which they are consistent. They are absolutely ready to believe the worst possible about Donald Trump. And by extension, us. Because anybody who even votes Republican, who even sniffed the R, whose who's black pen when they were filling out their ballot hovered for a second over a candidate with an R. Maybe I should go. And even if you ended up going, no, I can't do that. And went straight ticket Democrat. It doesn't matter. You had a moment's worth of doubt. You had a hesitation. And therefore, you are the enemy of the left. You think I'm exaggerating. I'm not. And by the way, it, the, back to the issue at hand, the hypocrisy. More often than not, in fact, it's, it's really difficult to find a circumstance under which it's not. The very things that these leftists are out there insisting are an outrage and should cause outrage and definitely need somebody to be punished for, run out of office, thrown in jail, whatever it is. More often than not, they are guilty 
the left is guilty of these very same things. They are actually in the act of doing these sorts of things, but they accuse everybody else of it. Oh, a threat to national security. Really? Adam Schiff leaks constantly to the press. Leaks constantly to the press. A mixture of true things and false things. That's the beauty of what Adam Schiff did, which is why removing him from the Intelligence Committee was so perfect. He would mix in his political BS there, and the reporters would just go along with it. All right, well, this is good enough, or they'd suspect that it's garbage and only for his own purposes. But in order to keep the flow going, you say, okay, I'll report your BS thing. Donald Trump Jr. got early access to the... uh, WikiLeaks emails, for example. Uh, I'll report that so you can keep feeding me stuff. I'll report all this garbage that uh, you have proof of Russian collusion. I'm going to put you right on our airwaves. You can say that, and I won't challenge you at all. You just keep the good information going. You can uh, raid my fridge all you want. You're bringing the good heroin to my house, so that's good. That's the kind of the trade-off it is. We'll we'll forgive the fact that you go in and eat all my lunch meat because you bring the good stuff right to my house. That's what the deal Adam Schiff had with these people. Well, now we find out, of course, he's full of, we always knew he was full of it, but now we find out that while they're accusing Donald Trump of threat to national security, being wildly irresponsible with our nation's secrets, etc., etc. Joe Biden was doing the exact same thing. Doing the exact same thing. And actually, it's worse. What Joe Biden has done is worse. How? How can you say that, Derek? Well, it's pretty simple, really. I read it in my uh, town hall column today. What Donald Trump did, even, I mean, we don't know what the documents were. It's highly, it's it's insane to think that it was nuclear secrets. Oh, my God, nuclear secrets. That's just stupid. But these people are stupid. Irrelevant, though, because if the president of the United States decided that the nuclear codes, the world needs to know the nuclear codes, he could do it. I'm sure Congress would move immediately to impeach them, but he couldn't be impeached for that. He could be impeached for gross incompetence. They could invoke the 25th Amendment, etc., etc. He couldn't be impeached for that because the president has sole discretion to declassify any damn thing they want to declassify. So those classified documents, there's no paperwork. There's nothing that the President of the United States has to do. Oh, Mr. President, I understand you want to declassify this information. Here's uh, the forms. You're going to have to fill it out in triplicate. You're going to have to get it notarized. And if you don't submit it by uh, 3 o'clock on any given business day, it won't be processed until 10 o'clock the following business day, just so you know that. And if there's a holiday, it just throws everything into. So if you want to declassify something, you're going to have to. No, that's not how it works. The president can declassify something by simply going, here's how it is, and saying it, speaking it. He doesn't have to seek permission or jump through any hoops whatsoever to do anything. In some ways, members of Congress, actually, the members of Congress do have the same power. If they have access to classified information, Diane Feinstein a few years ago did this, releasing various reports related to 9-11 
and Guantanamo Bay by going and entering it into the congressional record because anything they do, any, well, anything they say, uh, say, I'm going through puberty here, anything they say on the floor of the House or Senate has absolute immunity. They can't be prosecuted for it. Now, that's supposed to foster debate. Oftentimes it is abused to release classified material. But you know what I say? Release as much classified material as possible. They can't, If they'd set it at a bank of microphones, not on the House or Senate floor, they could and would be prosecuted or should be prosecuted. But because they did it on the floor, they get absolute immunity through the speech and debate clause of the Constitution of the United States. That is something enjoyed by members of Congress and by the President of the United States alone. The members of Congress only on the floor, the President of the United States anywhere on earth at any given moment. That is the power he had. When Joe Biden stole these documents, and make no mistake, he stole these documents, He was vice president of the United States. The vice president of the United States enjoys neither of those protections, neither of those protections. So Donald Trump says, I declassified these things because I don't have to fill out any paperwork. The Justice Department is disputing that. I suspect in the long term, Donald Trump would win in court, in the Supreme Court, because it makes sense that the president can just declassify whatever the hell he wants. But the vice president can't declassify anything. Therefore, Joe Biden stole classified material. He was never authorized to steal. He had no ability to declassify. And the person who did in that administration, Barack Obama, did not declassify it and likely didn't know. Therefore, thief and a threat to national security. Much worse than what they accused Donald Trump of doing. But nobody in the media is going to be honest about that. No way. So as the uh, the media circles the wagons to try and protect Joe Biden, and I, they really are. They're, they're simultaneously, Donald Trump is the worst monster ever. Department of Justice doing an investigation. They, in fact, needed a special counsel. This is what's kind of funny about this. They needed a special counsel to look into what uh, Donald Trump did with these documents. Because he's running for president. Well, Joe Biden is all but said he's running for Well, Joe Biden is the president. Why is it that the Justice Department doesn't need a special counsel to look into Joe Biden's handling or mishandling, obvious mishandling? There's no, he wasn't supposed to handle these things at all uh, in regards to these documents. Just a thought, just a thought. It's, it's the hypocrisy that bothers me. Make no mistake, it is the hypocrisy that bothers me, and it's the hypocrisy that should bother everybody. I've got this report from MSNBC. Ken DeLinen, collusion Ken, he was a reliable, useful idiot during the entire Russia hoax. He really was. Unquestioning, if you just kind of look at the guy, you go, this guy's not too bright. You just look on his face, is always... He's... He's got the look on his face like a dog gets when you're trying to explain physics to it. You know, like, here's how you, here's why, and here's uh, E equals MC squared. Let me tell you, it's energy equals... And the dog is kind of looking like, just, will you just give me the milk bone? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's Ken DeLinen's face. 
most of the time. So he's on uh, MSNBC yesterday afternoon trying to explain why what Joe Biden did or is accused. Well, there's no question Joe Biden did it. What would be, you know, can't say, well, innocent until proven guilty. Guilt is different. The degree, the crime to which he was guilty is different. The um, thing that he did, he's the only person who would have had access to these documents. They're in his offices. You really got to wonder how many offices around the country does Joe Biden have? What the hell is he doing? He's like, I got offices at my think tank. I got other offices everywhere. I'm storing documents like you wouldn't believe. I got a U-Haul self-storage down there just full of stuff everywhere. And you really begin to wonder what in the hell it is with the Bidens that they just leave stuff all over the place. Often incriminating things. Hunters, like multiple laptops everywhere. Like, why the hell are you throwing laptops all over the place? Shouldn't you? If I need to go somewhere and I forget my laptop and I need to bring it with me, I know exactly where my laptop is. Like, oh, crap, I got to go back and get my laptop. Hunter's like, I don't remember what I did with my laptop. More so, I don't care. I'll just buy another one. They're disposable anyway, right? Well, I guess if you're making Burisma money. But Joe is just the same way, but with documents. One's digital, one's analog. Just throwing things everywhere, taking everything in there, throwing it in boxes and throwing boxes in closets and going, well, that's secure. Don't, don't worry about that. I mean, honestly, I think that most of the uh, documents are secure in that most people would look at Joe Biden as vice president and think, this idiot isn't going to have access to anything useful. This idiot isn't going to bring anything. There's no point in trying to Barack Obama's closet you want to break into. Joe Biden's closet, you don't care. You recognize that they didn't get along and Obama kept as much from him as humanly possible. Anyway, Ken DeLinen, he says, and listen to this report. It is weird because Ken DeLinen broke the story. You would think that somebody who, of the second batch of documents, you'd think somebody, if this is your story, if you're the one who discovered this story, you'd be, um, I don't know, hyping it. He's downplaying this story. Like, yeah, no, there were documents, but who cares? It, Joe Biden's intention was bad. And he, he really does say that there's no need for a special counsel because he didn't mean to steal the documents. It doesn't matter. I didn't mean to rob the bank. I just went in there with the intent of trying to use the bathroom. And next thing you know, this whole force came over me. And I I wrote a note saying I'd blow up the place unless you gave me everything in the drawer. It's just, you know, one of those things. Listen to this is this is MSNBC's star reporter who broke this story. Uh, Ken, what else do we need to know about this new reporting here and specifically about the link back to the beat that you cover, which, of course, is the Justice Department conducting this review? Well, Hallie, you know, as we were doing this reporting, we noticed a, a line in the original statement that the White House put out, which I think is telling now in the context of this new reporting. This is by Richard Sauber, the special counsel of the president, who said, since the discovery of the original classified documents, the president's personal attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. So the implication there is that they, even after that November discovery of classified documents in the Penn and Biden Center, they were working to make sure, and that's that's now what we're reporting, that there weren't others in other places. They're doing an exhaustive search uh, and 
they did find some. Now, it, uh, this reporting alone, to answer your question, Hallie, does not really speak to the issues that Joyce was talking about, it, because that uh, the criminal issue here all hinges on intent and whether anybody knowingly removed classified information for some nefarious purpose, even if it was to protect from embarrassment. There's been cases of that in American history uh, where officials have taken documents because they didn't want the public to see them. Uh, there's no evidence of that that we know of in public. And so... Um, the Justice Department right now is faced with, uh, they know more than we do, and they know the circumstances of how these documents came to be in the wrong place and who got them there. And Merrick Garland, we're reporting, has been briefed on the preliminary findings of the U.S. Attorney in Chicago with the help of the FBI who have investigated this matter. And now he has to decide whether there's a criminal issue here, whether to appoint a special counsel to move forward with a criminal investigation. And based on what we know right now, there's no reason to think that he would decide that that's uh, necessary. But as this re new reporting shows, there's a lot we don't know about this whole situation. Gee, Kenny, you know anybody whose job it might be to uh, look into the, why it is and report back to the American public on those questions you raised? You don't? Yeah, no, I, I don't suppose you would. You got to love that. Well, there's, you had to intent to steal. You could just be, uh, you know, one of those absent-minded professors who sees classified documents and accidentally sticks them in their socks like Sandy Berger did to protect Bill Clinton and himself from, you know, the public humiliation of their complicity and laziness that led to 9-11 with Osama bin Laden. No, no, no. All of those sorts of things. It just, it wasn't his intent, to destroy those things he stuck in his underwear. It just so happened that it fell into his underpants and he set them on fire because he wanted to avoid the embarrassment of having to return them back. there. Maybe they were stained for whatever reason. Intent has nothing to do with it. If you mishandle classified material, you've mishandled classified material. Part of the bargain with anybody having access to classified material is that they not mishandle it. It's understood. It doesn't matter whether it's nefarious, they got a guy down the block willing to pay him a million dollars for it, or it's because they just set their school notebook on top of a pile of papers and accidentally took everything, including classified documents, which is like the plot of an inordinate amount of movies and television show sitcoms in the 80s and 90s oh it just i set my stuff on yours and i gee i took the paperwork it doesn't matter but those same words it doesn't matter can be applied to the reporters on this it doesn't matter they don't care they don't give a damn it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen is these people who have a job and the, their job right now is to explain why their job doesn't matter. They don't need to do their job. Eh, forget doing their job. It, it doesn't matter. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, historic Corinne Jean-Pierre, with all this backdrop of the uh, president having clearly violated federal law as vice president because the vice president cannot declassify anything. Refuse to answer any questions, but it is an amazing that she is so incompetent. The teams of lawyers that we pay for this, this, these people in the White House, they couldn't come up with anything to say, so they sent her out there with a just don't uh, talk about it kind of thing. There's no defense, honestly, for the hypocrisy, but it is kind of funny to hear her squirm. Listen to this first clip. President Biden campaigned on a promise 
to um, stay true to the spirit of transparency. Why then, how is it possible that the White House did not reveal the presence of these documents prior to the election when they were found? Again, the President spoke to this personally uh, yesterday. You heard him at the press conference. He laid out, uh, he laid out uh, what he knew and he talked about how important uh, and how he sees this as a serious matter when it comes to uh, classified documents and information. He talked about, when, uh, about how he was surprised to learn uh, about the records uh, that, were, that had been found there. Uh, and uh, he laid out his process and his thoughts. I'm just not going to go beyond that. Again, we released information that was very transparent, uh, meaning the, the information that you all got received from the White House Counsel's Office. And uh, I'm just, I, I, I know, I, I just, I know you all are going to have a lot of questions. I get that and I understand that, but I'm not going to go uh, beyond the process that's currently happening to you. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. Neener, neener, neener. I'm going to stick my fingers in my ears and then my head up my rear end. And I'm not going to. I can't hear you. Won't shut up, shut up, shut up. Transparent. Transparent. The story came out two days ago that they found documents at Joe Biden's office at the Biden Center. Right? That was the story. Now we got another location. When Joe Biden talked about it, he theoretically knew that they found documents at multiple locations, not just the Biden Center. Yet Joe Biden only said the Biden Center. He tried to conceal the other one. Unless they, in the ensuing 24 hours after the story broke, even though they kept it secret for two months, suddenly they found another box, a shoebox full of documents. Anybody believe that? Does that make sense to anybody? No, absolutely not. There's no transparency. They will admit exactly what they can't deny. And that's all. That's all they will admit, what they can't deny. Period. End of story. So then in comes Peter Ducey against the historic Karim Jean-Pierre. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised it's, it's to learn by any, any records. Had been. I disagree. I disagree. Here's what happened. Here's what happened once. Then why his, is there a Justice Department? Well, let me, let me explain to you the process. Here's what happened when uh, his lawyers found out that the documents were there. They immediately turned them over uh, to their archives. But they were but there they in the first place. Them, turned them they, over to the archives. The right I'm not going to go into specifics, but I'm going, I, what I am reiterating to you is what you heard from the president yourself. Peter, uh, which is how he saw the process and how he respects and truly uh, uh, respects and takes this very seriously, and when he knew uh, and how surprised he was by it, and the actions that, uh, the, the right actions that the lawyers took. Again, this is under, this is under, is, is under review by the Department of Justice, and we're going to let that process continue. Oh, she accidentally said it's under investigation by the Justice Department. Once again, she demonstrates in that clip that Democrats, once every other option has been exercised, will do what is necessary, what they have to do. We immediately, immediately told the, uh, the Justice Department and the, we immediately told the uh, National Archives. Why would you? 
You didn't tell the public. See, that's the that's the transparency part. That's the transparent part of transparency is telling the public, right? Covering your own butts by having lawyers talk to other lawyers and working diligently to keep this stuff from the American public whilst part of the Democrats' strategy running around the country is the Republicans are a threat to democracy. Donald Trump is a threat to national security. My God, look at what he did with classified documents. And you, you did the same thing, only actually worse. And you're keeping that a secret from the American public till you get through the election. And we're supposed to believe you that, oh, they're totally transparent. After one story comes out and you say, we're being transparent. And then the next day, another location comes out. You're not being transparent. If you were being transparent, when the first story came out, you would have said, oh, by the way, there's also more documents in another place. That would be transparent. But these people are lying frauds, so you can't really expect honesty from them. Are you insane? Are we insane? Maybe we are. But that doesn't mean we're wrong. Oh, uh, there, there uh, is an update I see. To the Biden story about documents, we've got a little bit more. This is kind of funny, actually. You talk about, well, Donald Trump, he just had uh, all these documents laying around in his Mar-a-Lago. They were unsecure. Like, the, the grounds are patrolled by Secret Service. They were in a locked room that they were locked. By the way, the story, if you remember, was the National Archives came and saw these documents and said they had one request. They wanted some of them. They took them. The others, they said, we would request that you put a, a, make this secured facility, make this put a lock, and they did. They bought whatever it was that the National Archives said these need to be stored in. And still, then they came and said, we need to raid this place. Because why? Because the Justice Department has been politicized. Well, this from John Roberts of Fox News. Statement of Richard Salber, special counsel to the president. As we previously stated, we are fully cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in possession of the archives. Why wasn't this done back in 2017, which is when it should have been done? Eventually, we'll do the right thing. I have personally decided that I will no longer murder people, so stop pursuing me for all those bodies. Following the discovery of government documents, it's government documents, not classified material. Following the discovery of government documents at the Penn Biden Center in November 2022, even though we kept it secret for two months, and coordinating closely with the Department of Justice, the president's lawyers have searched the president's Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware residences. The other locations where files from his vice presidential office might have been shipped in the course of the 2017 transition. Why would any documents be shipped? They're government property. The lawyers completed that review last night. They just got around to completing it last night. So they just let Joe, hey, Joe go ahead, pack up your own office. Is that what we're to believe? This is where it gets interesting. During the review, the lawyers discovered, among personal and political papers, a small number of additional Obama-Biden records with classified markings. With classified markings. Oh, you know, an errant line here. It could mean anything. No, classified documents. Clearly stamped, classified. 
All but one of these documents were found in storage space in the president's Wilmington residence garage. Meaning Joe Biden stole government documents, stole classified government documents, and threw them in his garage. No Secret Service protection, no security whatsoever. And if you had a clicker, look, if you really wanted to get into somebody's garage, it's pretty easy to get in somebody's garage. Especially while Joe is traveling the world, giving corporate speeches. Jill is off doing whatever it is stupid people do when they don't have anything else to do. They were not home a lot. Nobody's watching that place. How many people have rifled through Joe Biden's garage documents? All but one of them. One document consisting of one page was discovered stored among materials in an adjacent room. No documents were found in Rehoboth Beach. What's interesting, they found one document in materials stored in an adjacent room. So does that mean that Joe was going through some of these things? If Joe was going through some of these things, he then clearly this means that he came across documents that were stamped, that were classified as, as or were classified as classified. And he did nothing about it. So it's your choice is he's woefully incompetent and ignorant, and that is ignorance is no excuse for lawbreaking, or he was indifferent to the prospect. He saw it and he didn't care, kept it a secret. Why is it that they found this stuff in November and then suddenly they decided to check his houses just this week? Just this week, they were told. We were told they're they're working with the National Archives immediately. They probably they were horrified and said, "We shall move mountains to work with the National Archives." Well, the first question anybody should have under those circumstances is: This is all you have? If you if you're claiming that this stuff was just swept into boxes by mistake as accidents as these things happen, when you were moving out of the office of the vice president. And uh, you took these boxes over to your new offices. You might have the question, was there any place else you took boxes of papers? Maybe we should check those. You don't wait two months to ask, ask that question if you're being honest about how transparent you're being, right? Wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you ask that? But if you're scared to death that somebody, now that the truth is out there, is going to ask you, hey, are there any other documents? Any Then... Then you dispatch the army of flying monkeys, which is what they did. They did not do anything about this, the White House, until the story went public. And they held the story as long as they possibly could. As long as they possibly could, which to my mind strikes me as admission of guilt or at least admission of... uh, something not looking particularly good for the guy in the White House. Call me crazy, but I think this bears more reporting by reporters out there. It likely will never see that because that's an awful lot like journalism, and these journalists these days don't do it. But it's very curious. These are found not in secure locations, not with Secret Service protection, just in boxes in the garage. Now, if you were going to rifle through Joe Biden's house, and look, wouldn't you look for, for boxes of papers? 
Wouldn't that be the first thing you'd go, oh, my God, there's a whole bunch of boxes with papers in the garage. We don't know how many. We don't know what these things are. But the fact that they won't tell us, that they haven't told us, that they have kept that secret, that they have willingly withheld that information, when as if it was like, we found two pages, all right? Just two pages, and they were about Canada. If they were about Canada, they're harmless and whatever. If that were the case, we'd have been told that. That we haven't been told that makes me wonder whether or not anything could be, I don't know, any countries that Hunter was doing business with, anything that you could make stock trades off of, get money from. Oh, do I trust Joe Biden? Hell no. Speaking of a lack of trust, government. Good Lord, it's not just this government. I want to play you this story. I want to wrap this up, make it a, a shorter show so we can get on with our Friday. But I mean, this story out of Australia, I'd like to keep you in the update. It's been a while since we've had an Australia update. Imagine men at work playing. Actually saw Colin Hay in concert once. It was a surprisingly good show. It wasn't as like, I don't know, eight, ten years ago. Anyway, uh, Australia... And they think, well, this is Australia. What do I care? It's coming here. I promise you it's coming here. See, there are far too many people out there who not only never got the first jab or sets of jabs, they have not been boosted. The booster pickup is uh, for COVID is not working out very well. It's not going gangbusters. The, uh, the predicted profits for various pharmaceutical companies and the politicians who love them and invest in them heavily is not going it's not going the way they want it to. So, while they've got a dedicated fan base, they need to expand, they need the growth. So, Australia, or down in Australia, they've come up with a novel approach to getting it. The all-in-one vaccine. The all-in-one vaccine. See, a lot of people will not get the COVID jab. It's fine. I don't blame you. Do what you want. It's your body. But you will get the flu vaccine. They will get the flu vaccine. Why? Because it's their body and the flu vaccines have been proven over time and they work and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. They get the flu vaccine. Well, in Australia, they're looking, mate, at trying to come up with some sort of thing where it almost sounded cockney for a second, so I stopped it. They're coming up with a vaccine that is the flu vaccine, but it's also the COVID vaccine. And it's also RSV. Oh, wait a second. You scare the hell out of people about all these things and you go, well, I need to get the, uh, well, there's no RSV vaccine yet, but they're doing clinical trials. And so you say, well, I want to get the, the, when it comes out, they'll approve it probably. I want to get the RSV vaccine. Well, the only way to get it, mate, is to get the uh, three in one. It's the only way it's available. Oh, or if they even bother to tell you. Or I want the flu vaccine. All right, here's your flu shot, mate. Good Good on you. Pull up the... Pull up the sleeve and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, uh, well, what else is in there? Don't ask. They can give you the backdoor way to get these things. So if you suddenly say, well, no, I only want the flu vaccine. Well, what if they're, this is the only way to get the flu vaccine? If you are elderly, you've always had flu vaccines and have an, a, a, a problematic immune system, whatever, but you don't want the COVID vaccine, but you, you're, you're given a choice. Well, you either risk the flu that could kill you because you're elderly. Or you get all of them. Kids, parents taking their... How many people would even ask, I need the flu vaccine. I want the kids to have the flu vaccine. How many people would ask, is this all in one or what? 
They're doing clinical trials down there in Australia. Maybe I'm too cynical, but I don't think I'm cynical enough when it comes to this thing. I suspect that is what this is all about. Here's the report. Carolyn Rose is fit, firing and no stranger to a needle. I'm a baby boomer and I've had all my vaccinations in childhood. The 72-year-old from the Gold Coast is serious about her health. I'm passionate about uh, the effectiveness and the, the power of vaccine. So much so she's taking part in a new vaccine trial launched by the University of the Sunshine Coast. If successful, will ultimately help um, participants receive you know, one dose and that could be potentially covered for all three. A three-in-one Moderna mRNA vaccine designed to battle COVID, the flu and respiratory syncytial virus or RSV all at the same time. It would certainly um, have a significant impact on community. Especially against the potentially deadly RSV of which there is no current vaccine available in Australia. If the vaccine works, the trial could be extended to younger people. A successful trial will mean Aussies will spend less time bouncing between GPs and pharmacies to get their jabs. Putting less stress on an already strained healthcare system. The 13-month trial is seeking healthy volunteers between 50 and 75 and pays $150 a visit. Oh, $150, you say, per visit? Well, that's great. Look, I don't care if you want to take place in take part in human trial, knock yourself out, good. I mean, so many medical advances are uh, because of human beings taking parts in clinical trials, and I'm all in favor of it. But this one seems to have a different motive. This one seems to me to be a... Because uh, it's, oh my God, it's I had to get two shots. I had to get three shots. Big freaking deal. Who cares? A couple of shots is no big... Oh, no, I can only take one... As an adult, I can only take one shot per month. I have to, or I have to drive all the way across town to get another shot. Yeah, because doctors couldn't possibly be expected to administer multiple shots at once. There's really only one reason to put these all together, and it isn't that we live in a, a microwave society where the attention span of a newt is somehow thought, oh, my God, this is uh, this is like a painful lecture. no. It's because they want to sneak past the goalie, the COVID shot. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if this starts coming here relatively soon, especially if it gets approved. I'm sure it's being studied here. And they're looking at it expressly for the purpose of getting people to take the COVID jab who otherwise don't want it. Look, as a parent, nobody, you know, a friend of ours. I wasn't with a friend of ours, but a friend of ours was texting with my wife going, hey, you know, you want to get together? And he's like, no. Well, we were, well, the wife was sick and she said, we're sick uh, this weekend. So we probably not, last weekend, probably not going to be able to do that. And uh, this guy goes, yeah, I've been sick too. I've been fighting this thing for like two weeks. It's probably RSV because my kid had it and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, then why the hell would we want to hang out with you? Okay. Don't call cough, 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 send text message. You want to hang out? Don't worry, I'm sure I'll be fine by the weekend. I don't care if you're fine by the weekend or not. I want to have a buffer. I want to have a buffer zone between you being a snot-filled cough machine and you being around me or my family. And just call me old-fashioned that way. It has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with I don't want to have sick kids. I've had sick kids enough this year. It's been seemingly like four times that we've had in the past, I don't know, eight months, sick kids. I don't want it. I'm done. I need a break from it. So if you're feeling ill, uh, wait a long time before you bother to hang out. Because if you show up at my house, you're like, yeah, no, we've all been sick. And like, uh, you're, 
you're out. You actually won't get in. But this, uh, if you want to get, you want the RSV vaccine. I want it to go through the normal trials. I want it to work. I want it to have years worth of uh, tests behind it. Then we can talk about that. But to say, well, we're going to put them all together. No, there's something else going on here. And if you're, you're going to include in one of the three legs of the stool a vaccine that clearly, at best, giving these people the benefit of the doubt, works partially for a very short period of time. And you're going to include that one with the others? Now, forgive me if I don't believe you, but I think you're full of crap. Anyway, that's enough for today. That's enough for me. I want to get started with the weekend as badly as you do. So damn it, let's do it. There'll be more and I'll talk about all of this and more in the week in and review at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. If you're still unsure and you want a sample of it, email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. It's D-E-R-E-K-A-L-L-A-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at gmail.com. And just put uh, W-I-F-R in the subject line. And when it's done, I'll send it to you. And you can see what you think of it before you you drive, before you buy. But uh, check it out. And uh, if offensive language bothers you, it's not for you. I can tell you that right off the bat. But... You can still join, get the other bonus content, which is like pictures of the family and updates on me. I'm going to start this other shorter random update podcast about things that bother me and random observations about how things change over time coming up. It's a busy, busy time right now. And it's going to be fun. Plus, God knows I need to buy a new laptop. So (laughs) sign up for a while and hook a brother up and help a brother out because those things ain't cheap. Just everything is getting out of date on this. It's five it's five or six years old so it lasted a long time but nothing lasts forever anyway have a great weekend hopefully see you at midnight otherwise i'll see you back here on monday thank you for everything